The presenting sponsor of Behind the Beak is Down in Front Productions. DIFP is a video production company located in Birmingham, Alabama that strives to provide high-quality video services for your business or event at very competitive prices with a personal approach. They specialize in sporting events, weddings, and business videography, but also provide recording and video editing work for other events such as seminars, commercials, and concerts. Give Dustin and the crew a call at 205-588-0868 or visit them at difpbham.com. That's D-I-F-P-B-H-A-M.com to see how they can help you. Down in Front Productions, the presenting sponsor of Behind the Beat. Behind the Beat, the official podcast of Jacksonville State Athletics. Now, here's your host, Tyler Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Behind the Beat, the official podcast of Jacksonville State Athletics. This is episode number 18 of the series, recording from my desk at home as the athletic department and university continues to practice social distancing at this time. If you missed last week's installment, episode number 17, it featured former volleyball star, Mackenzie Rombach, who recently returned to the United States from Germany, where she had her first professional season cut short due to COVID-19. If you missed it, you can go back and give it a listen. All previous episodes of the podcast can be streamed at jsugamecocksports.com slash podcasts on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Athletics Department had their weekly staff meeting this morning, and then after that we had a sports information staff meeting, a few things that we can share with you here in the coming days that we're going to be putting up on social media, something to uh, keep you occupied while you're at home, some fun stuff for you to be interactive. So uh, be sure to follow us on social media and check out uh, what we've got coming up for you here near the end of the week. For this week's featured interview, I called up Gavin Halford to talk about the new Athletic Sports Performance Center that was released to the public on Saturday. Gavin was a four-year letter winner and All-American kicker for the Gamecocks and now serves as the head strength and conditioning coach at Jacksonville State. He takes us a little more in-depth into the features of the new weight room, talks about phase two of the project, and we chat about what's keeping him busy while he's at home during the pandemic. It's a great interview with some funny stories along the way, and I hope you enjoy it. Here is Gavin Halford. Joining us on the podcast today is head strength and conditioning coach Gavin Halford. Gavin, you uh, work primarily with football and softball, and we've got some big news that we announced just uh, Saturday. But uh, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Tyler. Appreciate you having me, and uh, excited to be on and and talk about our our athletic department. It's it's an exciting time. Uh, I know, although right now you're you're like a lot of us, you're. Uh, you're at home. You're having to do some social distancing. Uh, you're not in the office or the weight room. We don't have any student athletes uh, on campus doing anything. You know, everything's suspended right now. But uh, as for you being at home right now, what are you kind of doing uh, during your social distancing time? Uh, a little bit of everything. Uh, we got a four-month-old, so I'm I'm fortunate actually getting to spend a little more time with him. It's fun to see him grow up, and my wife and I both are here at the house. Um, you know, getting to getting to spend more time with him while he's, while he's young. Uh, I also spend a lot of time trying to get my yard looking right, help cutting down trees and things like that. 
Um, I also try to be available to our athletes. Um, I send out a, a body weight workout in the mornings to, to football and, and I send some stuff out to softball to do. And um, then, of course, you got the, the new favorite uh, pastime as Zoom meetings. So we, we either do Zoom or we, we use the, the Teams app. Um, so we have our staff meetings, you know, throughout the week. So trying to stay busy at home, uh, kind of getting some household stuff done and spending a little time with the family when I, when I can. So that was one of the things I was going to ask you about was, uh, you know, like when I talked to uh, Jason Burnell a couple of weeks ago, his team was sending out some different workout things for him to do while he's uh, self-isolation in uh, Italy from his basketball team. So what are some of the things that you're getting softball and football to do that they're able to do at home to stay in shape, even though, you know, they can't, they don't have access to a weight room maybe, but they're still able to get that exercise and be ready to go whenever this, this pandemic's over and they say, okay, you guys can, you know, start your engines. Well, uh, initially I kind of sent out a, a program. Uh, I know a lot of our football players were actually fortunate enough to be able to get into a weight room back home, whether it's their high school or a, a local gym. So I would just send out the typical uh, weight training program. Um, as this thing kind of uh, unfolded a little bit, a lot of guys lost access to those uh, facilities. So I kind of had to be a little creative. We try to implement a little bit of body weight stuff, something to keep them working out, staying active. And then uh, even more so try to make it a little more creative, find things around the house, whether it's, you know, maybe it's a backpack full of books or a, a milk jug full of water, uh, something like that, just to give them something to hold, something to help add to the resistance of their workout. And, you know, you kind of got to be creative. I told one of our athletes today that you know, they were wanting to get in the stadium and, and JSU's locked down all the athletic facilities. So, um, you know, I've, I've been here in Jacksonville long enough. I know where all the big hills are and know where, you know, the long <laughs> set of stairs are. So uh, if they're close to either of those locations, they can get out and try to, to run up some hills and stuff. So got to be creative, though. Gavin, you played for JSU from 2004 to 2008. You were a kicker and darn good kicker, uh, All-American, first-team All-OVC kicker, and you're definitely one of those prime examples of kickers are athletes. Uh, you yourself, you're in the weight room constantly, and how have you been able to stay in shape while you've been at home and away from the weight room? Well, uh, you know, I, I appreciate the, the compliment there. We, we <laughs> I try to let people guess what position I played, and I was <laughs> – sitting at about 270 now nobody ever guessed kicker so if i'm ever trying to win a bet that's my go-to move is figure out what position i play but uh at home man like i said my wife and i we go on walks we try to get out as much as possible i'm fortunate to have a little weight set in my gym uh, i got a little rack and some weights so she and i get out there four four to five times a week and try to lift and uh you know try to stay active try to stay in shape and and, and lift as much as i can and you know, of course, like I mentioned, pushing a, a little heavy four-month-old around, that's kind of our cardio at the end of it all. So uh, we, we try to stay busy, you know, cutting down trees and carrying logs. I kind of look like Rocky in the backyard a minute ago throwing <laughs> logs around. So, Do you have the music in the background playing too? I try to. I, uh, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to drop my phone or something, so I'm kind of cautious of that. But I can always sing. My neighbors look at me funny if I start singing too loud, though, so. Is your uh, home gym that you have there, is it quite the, the Rock's Iron Paradise? It, it is. It definitely gets the job done. You know, of course, if I had my, my way of 
doing it, I'd have a bunch of more gadgets, but I got a punching bag so I can, I can pull my Rocky Balboa out. I can, I can squat, I can get the bare minimum done. And if, if worse comes to worse, I'll be out there, you know, dragging, dragging stuff up my hill. So it, it's, it, it's pretty much the paradise that I need. You, uh, your senior year, you weighed in at 210, and you said you're up to 260 now? 270. Uh, I'd like to think that I put on some good weight, uh, but of course, you know, at you know, my age, 34 years old, you don't necessarily put the good weight on as easily anymore. But, yeah, I, I think that, that you may actually have some uh, some older roster numbers, too. In my, my senior year, I was about 230, 235, so not quite as much weight as it sounds. So. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure that's out there. What have you done since then to really bulk up and to be able to put on that weight? Man, I uh, I, I really fell in love with the weight room uh, as a player. I, I lived in the place, uh, want to uh, get stronger and, and play. But uh, throughout my career, I you know I, I ran into a little bit of a, a speed bump my senior year and had some injuries injuries that uh, occurred. So that kind of transitioned from a strength and conditioning to more of a rehab kind of uh, get back on the field for my senior year type mentality. Uh, but from there, the love of, of the weight room, I, it really kind of stayed with me. Um, I kind of changed up what I did more along the lines of a, you know, I guess a strong man competitor, uh, lifting kegs, flipping tires. Uh, you know, what you see on the world's strongest man competitor type stuff. And I guess, fortunately for me, I was able to, to, to bear that weight a little longer. And uh, then I encourage our athletes to go through my push-up challenge every every spring, starting the school every uh, January. I start at zero and work my way up to 1,000 push-ups a day. Uh, just kind of a, a challenge. Push our athletes to kind of push themselves through some walls. And, you know, I can't, can't uh, encourage them to do it without doing it myself. So that, that kind of helps with the strength side of it. So I guess my love for the weight room and the, the success that I was able to gain from being in there was uh, motivation. And now, uh, um, you know, I get there at 4.30 in the morning and stay till sometimes 4.30 in the evening. So I got a lot of time in there, so I have to keep myself busy somehow. Your push-up challenge uh, inspired Mike Paris, but I think a, a shoulder injury <laughs> sidelined him about three days in. So I think he, he got in a total of about 1,000 that week. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> but uh, you were talking about guys in the weight room. You're you're there at four thirty, and you said something the other day that kind of surprised me. You said the five a.m. Uh, workout is normally the busiest for football players. They try to get in and kind of get it over with so that they have the rest of their day. Is it something that you kind of have to preach to the athletes to get into the weight room and take it seriously, whereas instead of seeing it as a task that you just have to go in and get it over with and get this done because, you know, you, you dread it. How do, how do you get athletes to enjoy the weight room and love what they're doing? Uh, I think it's like anything. Um, athletes, young people um, as, as a whole, they, they get encouraged and they get, you know, motivation from what they see, what they, what they're currently feeling as, as this program goes through and, it's like anything there's the motivated ones that want to get better at playing and, and they know whatever it takes they'll do. Then there's others that know that it's just a mandatory thing and I got to go do it. So why not make the best of it? And, um, you know, and of course, both of those athletes will see benefits if they really put their heart into it. Um, 
I, I love it at the end of each cycle, which we typically go eight or nine weeks, uh, to see the progression that these guys have made, the, the progress that they've made on some of their bench press or squat maxes, things like that. So that in and of itself is a motivating factor. Um, I don't typically have to preach to our guys. They, they understand that, hey, everybody's doing this. You know, we're not the only team in the country with a weight room. We're not the only team in the country lifting weights. So if we want to have that competitive edge, we got to put our whole heart into it. They got to buy into the program and, and, and just really know that if they trust us as a staff and in the weight room, that we can get them where they want to be. And, and it doesn't take a lot of, you know, demand from them. It doesn't take a lot of, you know, staying on their case. They understand that they got to do it to get better. And, and along the way, we'll throw some stuff in there that they enjoy doing. You know, we try to make our weight room competitive. Sometimes we'll end the day with a, a relay race or some sort of competition. And, and to try to make light of everything, try to make it more fun to be a part of, we, we try to throw that sort of stuff in, even all the way down to some of our theme days. We uh, the, the weight room sound system is always the hot topic in the weight room. What are we going to listen to today? So we'll we'll have the the throwback Thursdays or the you know, rock music, old school rock and roll music. And then we can never turn them away. Coach Rutledge always tries to jump in with some Frankie Friday where we listen to Frank Sinatra. So, uh, you know, some fun things like that keep kids interested and, and it makes them want to come in there. Uh, and, and even though it's a grind and, and it's, it's a butt kicker at times, they, they feed off of that type of energy. So getting them to come in, getting them to be excited to come in there is sometimes tough, but when they realize that this thing pays off in the end, they see the light at the end of the tunnel and they kind of try to reach their goals throughout this semester. So it's, it's not too tough. It's not like pulling teeth as it used to be. You mentioned uh, coach Rutledge, Ricky Rutledge, who's uh, the assistant strength and conditioning coach, one of the assistant strength and conditioning coaches. I think it's fair to say that he's kind of the lifeguard of muscle beach because he enjoys sitting in his chair out in the sun and uh, probably sometimes falls asleep while he's on Muscle Beach. Um, Muscle Beach is something that happens during a football practice, mainly during a fall camp. Tell me what Muscle Beach is. Muscle Beach, we, we started that a while back, and initially it was a way to keep kids on it. You know, I guess, you know, years ago it was, oh, I rolled an ankle. I don't want to practice today. So they'd go and kind of hang out in the corner, watch practice, and then in some of their minds back then, it was a way to get out of practice for the day. So Muscle Beach was born. Uh, it was it was a way to, one, if you're injured enough to be with me, then I'm going to get something out of you. I'm going to make you work. I'm going to burn some calories. I'm going to keep you in shape during this whole injury that you've got. And two, uh, if it's not quite as bad as you thought it was, they don't typically stay for day two of Muscle Beach. <laughs> they get back on the field and they – you know, it's 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 sometimes tougher to come to Muscle Beach than it is to go through individual uh, drills. So if if I can put them through their paces and that ankle doesn't hurt quite as much on day two, then they'll be on the field and getting some football work back in. So it's uh it 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 serves two purposes: keeps our injured guys active and and in shape, and uh, keeps on keeps the other ones honest. Tell me about Coach Rutt quotes. Coach Rutt quotes. Well, it's one of those things where you'll be standing around the weight room and he'll come off the hip with some sort of uh, one-liner, some sort of joke, some sort of comment to one of our athletes. And, you know, you just got to share it with everybody, you know, whether it's telling somebody that, you know, they must've got dressed in the dark or, 
maybe this guy here needs to bump up in a, in a shirt size or something. It, it's always <laughs> something that comes straight from the man's mouth. And some of his sayings, they, they, they've been around for a hundred years apparently, but he loves to pull out those one liners. And uh, my favorite is, you know, we, we buy your books and we send you to school, but what do you do? You eat the pages. He, he uses that one at least <laughs> twice a day. I'll say maybe twice a day. You know, you never know, never know what you're going to get with that guy. Now, Gavin, we were talking about the athletes having the motivation to go into the weight room. And I think that this new athletic sports performance center, you're not going to have to uh, really uh, convince them to get in there and get to work. Tell me about this new athletic sports performance center that we have and birth of it and how long it took to get this together and how long the planning has it's gone into it and now to finally see it come to fruition man this is this has been a long time coming we we have been in a weight room for oh i think we actually moved in this weight room our old weight room in 2004 when i was a freshman um actually when i first got here we lifted weights outside and it was out under the football stadium and you know, it was 5.15 in the morning. It was it was kind of a, uh, you know, kind of a gut check, really. And uh, we bumped up into that weight room we are moving out of now, and it was about 5,000 square feet. We had 10 double-sided racks. We thought we had made it. We had a, we had a great facility with some, some big racks and all that sort of stuff. But this one, I mean, it blows that one away. Um, we were fortunate, I guess, a year and a half, almost a year and a half ago, to uh, – get the old rec center at Stevenson and the, the basketball gym that was there and the weight room that was there was all given to us to use it at however we wanted to use it. And man, it, you know, when we started doing this, I guess, December of 2018, we started kind of getting an idea of what we wanted it to look like and how big it was going to be and the capabilities it would have. You know, every time you go in there and look, you, you came up with something new. And uh, over the course of the year and a half, we, we were, you know, making plans and getting, you know, funding together and, and really making plans to make this a, a special place. And about a month ago, we were able to start tearing the old basketball goals out and the, the old school, you know, 1970s basketball carpet <laughs> flooring. I didn't even know that was a thing, but. Uh, yeah, we, we pulled that stuff out and, uh, that's when it was just an eye opener. It's actually 12,000 square feet on the main floor. Um, uh, obviously more than double the size we're coming from. We, we now have seven racks on each side of the room. So if, if you double that with the double sided racks that we bought, uh, you actually got 14 racks on each side. So 28 total. And then we ran some sprint turf right down the middle. Oh man, it's, it, it, it gives us more capability. It gives us more opportunity and, and our workouts can be a lot more versatile now with all these, this floor space and then the racks themselves. I mean, it's, it's one thing to say we got 28 working spaces with, with benches, bars and plates, but when you get in there and you look at them, you know, they come from a company called hammer strength and they take into account everything about your university. They, they, they take your school colors and they paint the racks that color. They put your logos across the top of them, but they're, they're state of the art racks that, I mean, a year from now, if we decide there's another attachment we wanted to add onto it, we can, we can actually build more and, and put little attachments onto the racks. It's just going to make it even more, uh, more of a, uh, all around piece of equipment. And, 
it gives us the capabilities to do what we call contrast training or, you know, a, a resistance lift, uh, supersetted or, or alternating with a lightweight, more dynamic movement. So for instance, if I were to get in and do some sort of power clean or Olympic lift with the weight, I just take a step to the right and I'm on the turf and I can do some lightweight or body weight movements like squat jumps or broad jumps or, you know, any type of dynamic movement like that. It, it gives us the capabilities of kind of making our program more, you know, explosive really. Um, the turf down the middle, it's actually a little over 35 yards long. Um, it looks great. It's got about a, oh, it's got about a 14 foot, uh, Gamecock logo in the middle of it. It just it really sets the room off. But when we get there first thing in the morning, we can start on the lines and start our dynamic warm ups or our our dynamic movements just to get the body movement. Some movement prep work that you know our athletes need to be prepared to lift for the day. We our big goal now is to not just come in there and lift heavy and squat you know a thousand pounds or something. It's it's more so trying to get the body ready to move make it more productive when we do move it and, and make the athlete more well-rounded or make the athlete more uh, versatile. You know, the days of having your big linemen that are big, strong, burly, you know, big body guys are over with. We want those big body guys to be athletic. So why not throw them on the turf and make them do an athletic movement uh, with, with softball. I can actually push them, put them to a uh, banded, uh, uh, run or a resistance run same thing with linemen we can put some blocking dummies in there and get them to do some footwork or some pass sets or you know things like that we can do some cone drills with the wide receivers and dbs but that space in the middle is going to be kind of a game changer for us it's going to give us opportunities to do some sprint work and, and make our our program not only a strength-based program in the weight room but we can also do some mobility work and some movement prep stuff too so it, it is going to be 12,000 square feet. Um, again, I'm, I'm, I'm like a kid at Christmas. I walk in the room and I look around and I'm like, man, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And the, the wheels start turning. And it just gives me so much more opportunity to train our athletes. And, and even when we get into the fall with football, it's going to be an opportunity to, you know, get in there and move the body on Sundays to, you know, break up that lactic acid that's built up on Saturday and, you know, just get them moving around better. Um, it, it's a game changer for sure. Uh, not to mention how good it looks. Um, right now it's got the turf and the racks and, you know, kind of blank walls, but we're going to throw some graphics up. We're going to try to put some uh, murals up of some of our great athletes from the past and uh, make sure that we can keep track of all the championships our athletes have won over the years too. So we're going we're gonna to dress it up, make it look good. It's going to be a huge recruiting tool for all of our sports, you know, from not just football, but, you know, softball, basketball, baseball, all those athletes come in there and they're excited about a facility that they can use to help them get better and, and to kind of hone in their craft. And it, it's, it's, it's exciting. Um, that's, that's the main floor. I mean, we've already more than doubled our, our floor space from the old weight room, but we've also got another room that we're going to throw in there too. It's kind of a phase two uh, part of our deal. Um, it's a, it's across the hall. We're trying to connect the two rooms and throw some offices in there and, and all that sort of stuff, but it is more of a rehabilitation room. Um, some of our athletes come through and they have some sort of injury or, or a surgery or something like that. 
that's going to be a huge tool for our training staff. We got a great staff that is very hands-on. They don't just come in and give you a bag of ice or they don't just, you know, tell you to, you know, rub some dirt on it and take a lap. They, they get out their hands dirty. They get in there and they put them through some, uh, some treatment that's going to help those injuries they have. If they've had a surgery, they go through a full cycle or a full program of um, physical therapy. So that room is going to be kind of directed towards those athletes. We're going to have some machine equipment in there that uh, helps them to lift in a more controlled fashion. Um, we'll have a lot of floor space to give them the ability to do some uh, med ball or some resistance running. Anything that their uh, rehab protocol calls for, we're going to be able to do it in that room, as well as, you know, all of our other athletes. Maybe we want to go in there and do some cable machine stuff with our smaller groups. It's going to be available to us. And, and uh, it adds another 5,000 square feet to the facility, so it creates a, a, an all-in-all total 17,000 square feet of, of working space for our athletes. And, you know, I'm excited for that room just as much as I am the main room because our training staff, they do such a great job getting our players back on the field. You know, it's going to give them a, a place to go and, and, and help those athletes get through a bunch of – a whole wide array of, of modalities and, and – different types of machines that's going to help them get back on the field a lot quicker. So those things are, you know, always go hand in hand with the strength and conditioning and the physical therapy and the, the athletic training. So now we'll have a, a facility that houses both of those groups and, and kind of gives us both a, an endless opportunity to help our athletes, keep them on the field and get them back on the field, whatever the case may be. All in all, both these rooms, you're going to have about 17,000 square feet. Major upgrade from the 5,000 square feet that you had over in Kenimer Hall, the former uh, weight room. Y right. You mentioned some of the, the features of it, the new weights, the new racks, the turf, all of that. Some other things that you have in there is you've got all of it's going to be the uh, rubber flooring, all 17,000 square feet. Uh, you've right. got new sound system. You've got six speakers, an upgrade from the two speakers you had at Kenimer. And then right. uh, you've also got two corner projectors with 12-foot video screens. And so tell me about what an upgrade that sound system is and then what those two video projector screens, which have been repurposed from uh, Pete Matthews Coliseum, that when we installed the uh, video boards, we took those projectors out, and now they're in the new Sports Performance Center. Tell me about those two features. Uh, well, like I said earlier, the, the sound system is huge for our athletes. Uh, the weight room is the weight room, but if I can listen to some good music when I lift weights, it, it's just that much more motivation for all of our athletes. Um, they're, they're looking forward to that just as much as they are as the weight room. Uh, something to listen to. Uh, always tell them as long as we can lift and, and listen to good music, we'll be good to go, you know. So um, that that's exciting for them. They always like to crank it up as loud as they can while we lift, and it just gives them an extra little factor of motivation. Uh, the projector screens, those are cool because, you know, we always shoot our workouts up on TV screens and it, it kind of gives them a work, uh, their workout on the screen to see what they got for the day. That's, that's what it's going to be used for, for the most part. But I also like to, uh, keep track of our teams. A lot of times when, when teams go on the road, we have to watch it on ESPN plus or, you know, online or something. So while teams are on the road, you know, even our our golf teams, we like to watch the live stats and things like that. So we'll shoot those up there. And it's funny to watch when we have teams that are lifting during some of these tournaments or some of these events that we, we have other teams on, they get excited to watch their, their, their classmates, other teams 
perform and you know we'll be in there lifting weights with football sometimes and we can watch softball on the screen or, or things like that so it gives us a little opportunity to keep track of our athletes and, and and that sort of stuff we also look to maybe shoot some motivational videos up there you know when the teams come in and work out have a little highlight tape rolling through or something just to kind of give them another little uh, motivating factor up on the up on the screen it just it's fun to watch and you know gives them some you know, some visual motivation as they, they're in there working out. One of the uh, only bad things about this is that we're, we're opening it here at the beginning of April, which would have been right in the middle of tennis, golf, baseball, softball, uh, the Olympic sports. Right now, unfortunately, everything is shut down because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And, you know, we're, we're all hoping that everything gets back to normal at some point soon. And hopefully it's uh, before football season starts so that when the 2020-21 season gets here, we can kind of roll just right into that. But during that time, you know, no one's able to get into this facility. And so that's that's really heartbreaking, I know, for you guys and student-athletes. But whenever we get started back, when everything gets back to normal, for you and your staff, what's it going to take to get those student-athletes back up to speed and get them ready for the fall season? Yeah, it's it's definitely a tough time. You know, all the athletes basically are at home. Uh, I guess it's a little bit of a teaser for us to reveal it online and everything. But at the same time, I feel like it's, again, something to get them uh, their mind off of sitting at home, not being able to be around their their, their teammates and, and, and their, their, their sports. But uh, when they come back, I think it's it it kind of uh, it's going to be a motivator to get them back in there. They they take this long break and uh, sitting at home having to do little body weight workouts in your backyard. That that's going to be tough. But when they they know that hey, when we get back to school, we got this brand new top notch facility waiting for us. Uh, I think they're going to be excited. I think we're going to have to you know keep them out of there you know we have to uh, run them out when they get done working out at sometimes when you know when we try to close down at the end of the day because they're going to be excited and you know after this long break of not being around it, it's going to be exciting for us it's going to be exciting for them um to answer your question i, I think the toughest part for us is going to be able to is going to be to how are we going to gauge how to train them you know they they you know to no fault of theirs but they're not able to work out at, at, a, at a collegiate level right now. They're, they're at home, uh, like I mentioned, running. They, they may be doing some push-ups and sit-ups and some pull-ups, this and that. But, you know, we as a staff have to keep in mind the fact that these kids can't train at the level they, they were used to training at before this. You know, some of their training maxes or the weight that they were able to lift is not going to be as high as they can. Uh, when they come back, it's not going to be that high. So we, we can't throw them to the deep end. We can't, you know, jump in and pick up right where we left off because that will start posing an, uh, uh, an issue of, you know, some overuse injuries or some sort of uh, rhabdomyolysis, things like that. That's going to be an issue that we can't afford to take uh, with our athletes. So we have to keep that in mind. Uh, we have to kind of wean them back into training at this level um, some of these kids aren't fortunate enough to be able to lift weights. So we'll have to go back and kind of teach them from square one on how to, to do these lifts and how to do them properly. 
and, and then at the end of the day, we'll, we'll work our way up from there. But we can't jump in the deep end. We can't throw them to the wolves. We have to, you know, bear in mind that these kids can't train right now. Well, Gavin, I think and, we're, everyone's with you and hoping that everything can get back to normal soon and we can get back to uh, regular schedule. And when fall camp rolls around, uh, we'll be ready to go. Oh, yeah. We, we're, we're chomping at the bit. I get, I get texts and, and Twitter messages all the time. They can't wait to be back here. And, you know, I, I, I feel for these kids that their season got cut short. You know, some of our baseball, softball, tennis, and golf, uh, those, those athletes worked year round to be prepared for this season. And then it got cut short and I feel for them. My heart goes out to those kids. And, you know, that was heartbreaking for them is also heartbreaking for us as coaches. So I, I can't wait to get it going back. And, you know, they say we may not have a, a, a normal again, but we can definitely be a, a modified normal and, and get back on the field and compete for our, our teams and for, for our university i'm excited to get them back you know that's what these kids love to do and, and we love to coach them so well gavin we're very close to wrapping up but before i let you go i've got to ask you to share a story gladstone patterson's half court shot oh man gladstone patterson great kid uh great personality love the kid to death and he would probably agree with me when i told him when he walks in the room he does not come off as the guy that hey he's gonna he's a basketball player he's a basketball star he's never come off as that he's got his cowboy boots and his and his jeans on and so we get into weights one morning and and i say okay guys we've worked hard all semester this is back in the fall you know these guys have kind of gone through the grinder they've gone through fall camp they've gone through the season you know non-travel guys they work out and they basically do a non-travel or a off-season program uh, to help them get stronger. So they've just been busting their butts all semester. And I walk in the room and I say, okay, guys, and I roll a basketball out there in, in the gym there at Kenimer and say, I'm going to give someone a half-court shot. If you make this half-court shot, we got the day off. Uh, we get to go home and, you know, uh, you, you go home and start your day without lifting. We won't have to go through fourth quarter. Or we won't have to do the lift for the day. So somebody give us a shot here. Well, Gladstone hops up there. Got this big proud grin on his face, man, and he's like, "I got it, coach." You know, if you, if you know Gladstone, <laughs> he's from uh, Fort Payne, Alabama. Uh, so he walks up there, he says, "Coach, I got it." And you kind of get mixed emotions from his teammates. Half of them are like, "Oh no!" All right, let's get ready to work out. You know, Gladstone's taking a shot, but then you get this quiet confidence from the other half, and they say. Gladson, go ahead, you know. So Gladson takes his basketball, and I think it was for show. I really do think this part was for show. He goes to dribble it. It hits his foot. It rolls across the room, you know, all this. He picks it up. And I kid you not, without missing a beat, without even exerting even half the effort, he throws that ball from half court, nothing but net. And I think it was the biggest cheer I heard all year. I mean, these kids went crazy, and Gladson stood there. He comes up to me, coach, were you serious? I said, man, I'm a man of my word. I got to let you go, man. Uh, I, I, congratulations. Great shot. And, and get out, you know. So he's cheering. Everybody's high-fiving. If they could have, they would have lifted him up and carried him out on their shoulders. But come to find out a couple of days later, someone says, yeah, Gladstone gets a lot of spare time on his hands. And uh, in between classes, he goes to the rec center and shoots baskets and, 
I always see him in there shooting half court shots. So he practices <laughs> this. He just didn't know he was going to get the opportunity. So I think he hustled me a little bit, but uh, I mean, he deserved it. And I, I had to be a man of my word and give him the day off. So we let him go. They, I think he was the most popular player on the team that day. Proof that practice pays off. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. He practiced it. That was his moment to shine. And, and that whole team, I mean, he, he did it right there on the spot. So I, I was proud of him. I, I gave him a high five on that one. So, Well, Gavin, thanks so much for joining us today. Congratulations on the uh, new weight room, the new Athletic Sports Performance Center. If you haven't gotten a chance to see it yet, definitely go to jsugamecocksports.com. It's the very first story on the homepage. Click on that. Check out the photo gallery. It's a fantastic-looking center. And, Gavin, I know you're excited about it. No doubt. We're so excited. We can't wait to get in there. Can't wait for our athletes to be back. And uh, we're, we're proud of it. We appreciate our athletic department and, and Greg, uh, and Greg Sykes, Greg Bonds. They did a great job. I appreciate it and still have to pinch myself to say that it's mine. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a fortunate guy. Well, Gavin, I'll let you get back out into the yard, uh, uh, working out and lifting those trees and staying in shape while you're doing your yard work. No doubt. I appreciate the time. Thanks, Tyler. <laughs> Thank you, Gavin. All right, buddy. That'll do it for this week's edition of Behind the Beak. I hope that you and yours are staying healthy, and I will talk to you again next week. I'll be back Tuesday with episode number 19 and another feature interview. With that, I am Tyler Brown saying thank you for listening, and go Gamecocks. This has been Behind the Beak, the official podcast of Jacksonville State Athletics. Look for new episodes each week or browse the archives on the Apple Podcast app or by visiting jsugamecocksports.com. For more on Jacksonville State Athletics, visit the official website of the Gamecocks, jsugamecocksports.com, and follow JSU on social media by searching at JSU Gamecocks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.